0: Well, hello there and welcome back, Race Fans of the Internet. It's, uh, I know it's been a while, but this is Ryan Williams and you're listening to the Talking Dirt Podcast here. Another great episode coming at you this time. We've got a uh, uh, Mod 4 driver, Sprint Car driver, everything driver, Mr. Nate Emick in the studio here. And we, we talked a lot, man. We talked a lot about uh, his time serving. He was, uh, he was in the Marine Corps and uh, he came back and... And he's been driving pretty much at the Sumter and all over the Carolina since, and I got a good chat with him about everything um, to do with his racing and career and, and some of his uh, some of his life stories as well. So y'all are really going to enjoy that. Uh, real quick before we get into that, and I know there's a lot of racing going on right now that uh, that Matt and I have to cover. We're definitely going to get together here in the next couple of days and uh, record a, a new review episode and um, talk about you know matt's racing here the past couple of months he's been at sumter a lot i believe tonight uh, i'm recording this on uh, saturday june 10th tonight matt will be racing at lakeview um and i should have this out before uh, that race as well so hopefully you guys are hearing this and then you're going to go see Matt or come see myself at sumter because we got uh the ultimate super late models at sumter uh eldora is going on here been a good event so far at eldora i've watched both nights and uh yeah, really good runs by Hunt the Front. Old Joseph Joyner in there getting a top five last night. Some local guys having some good runs. Dalton Wilson had a really good run on a Thursday night. Michael Brown made a show last night. Um some other guys from the Carolinas. Trent Ivy had a really good Thursday night. I didn't see how uh, how well he did last night, but man, those features have been something uh, to watch, especially the Friday night portion, the uh, the B feature, or well, the, the second A feature. I'll say between uh, you know Bobby Pierce got in there, mixed it up with Hudson O'Neill, Tim McCready was in there, man. That, some great racing up at Eldora. Uh, right now for the, uh, the the Dirt Lake Model Dream, man. One of my dream races to go to. Hopefully get there one day, but um, yeah, that, that'll that be an episode probably for this coming week. Matt and I will uh, sit down and discuss all that because he's watched it all, I've watched it all, and we'll give you our thoughts on that one. Uh, Sumter Speedway tonight. I'm putting this out on Saturday afternoon. We should be there tonight. Come see us at Sumter Speedway if you aren't already there. Or go see Matt over at Lakeview, but without further ado, let's get right into it. Here is Nate Emick. <music>
1: As L.A. was, yeah, and I or had friends. Somber. I had friends out this way, so right. That's we're like, yeah,
0: yeah, but you were marine. Where where was Marine Corps at around here? Buford, Buford. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Okay, yep. how'd you get? How'd you end up there? You were just eighteen with no other choices, or
1: oh, uh, so for my job it was three choices, right? And the higher up in your class you finished, you had first pick right well so
0: you wanted to be America. Was, like you wanted to do that that was so a, a it choice
1: Beaufort South Carolina right uh, Miramar California right and Japan okay so I wanted to stay East Coast so I said, Bufruit.
0: well I know I know a lot of guys uh from here that uh went Marine Corps but they ended up in like okie or yeah yeah they ended up in all of them ended up in Japan
1: because I was f-18 so there's only three bases with f-18s left right Beaufort, South Carolina Miramar or oh
0: you know Japan. y'all well yeah because uh, well I didn't know that y'all flew out of there mm-hmm. with f-18s and such. So- did you fly them or what what would you do
1: oh uh, jet engine mechanic
0: are oh, you a mechanic oh. ah yep Transfers over to racing, sort of, kinda. Yeah. Put a put an a, a engine, a plane engine, in one of these cars, see how they do. So you're from where are you from originally?
1: I am originally from Pennsylvania.
0: Originally from Pennsylvania. Okay, that that's how that's how I guess you started with the racing, and that's why you fell in love with the sprint car deal.
1: So Pennsylvania, you grow up in Pennsylvania. It's sprint car country, right? Of course. It was 45 minutes either direction from my house. Any day of the week to see a sprint car race, pretty much.
0: And that's tracks like What kind of tracks were around up there?
1: Uh, The closest and my favorite track that I grew up going to was Lincoln Speedway. Okay. And then you had Williams Grove right up the road. Right. Port Royals up the road. Right.
0: It's a good spot for tracks.
1: Susquehanna, which is now BAPS, is right there. Right. And then you had Hagerstown down the road, Sealings Grove, all of them. So...
0: Well, it's funny. The only reason I know half of those tracks is because they're all in that video game, the Irish game. Yep. They're all on it. And oh, yeah. Lincoln's fun. Port, uh, Port Royal's fun. I'd love to go up there and actually watch a race, though. I mean, you've sit, but back then, of course, they raced a lot of like super elite model stuff up there. Now was it the same then, or was it like, hey, we got sprint cars and you know stock cars, and that was about it? Or like, what what was it like when you were growing up going to races? So
1: Lincoln Speedway, where I went primarily growing up, right. A Given weekly show was 410 sprints, mm-hmm. then you had 358 sprint cars, which was a steel block 358 motor, you know. Yeah, still is more power than the 305s that we run down here have, right? And then you had what I started out in called the Thunder Car class, okay, which was basically a street stock down here. Except we right. had a lot more motor than what y'all street stocks down here had. So.
0: Okay, and the, they do like the big block stuff up there too. That far down, I know, I know that was big in New York and places up there, but
1: in my area, not so much. The right, the major ones that we had was the 410 sprints, 358 sprints, and then you had uh, 358 late models, which is basically a limited late model, and those were pretty much the primary ones. And then right. you had super late models that came to town. You had a lot of legends. Uh, the three hundred five started getting real big too,
0: and this was back in what mid nineties, early 90s This was like prime Pennsylvania posse days, somewhere around there. Uh,
1: early nineties to I left Pennsylvania in two thousand twelve. Okay, so early to late nineties, early two thousands. So
0: you've seen you've seen some of the bigger names racing, you know the the, the old Pennsylvania posse type guys and. All those. Who, who were some of those guys when you grew up that you watched and like kind of you know.
1: So one of the biggest guys that I grew up watching obviously would be Greg Hodnett. Mm-hmm. Which if anybody's seen my sprint car it kind of translates to my sprint car. Right. Because he drove for Apple Chevrolet in a okay. 12 car. Had a big Apple on top of the sprint car. Well, a good friend of mine, Russ Appleton down in Beaufort has Bad Apple Motorsports and he always came on as a sponsor. So when it came time to figure out a design for the car and put his logo on it. That's, I kind of took inspiration from Greg Hodnett with the Apple Chevrolet car and put the big Apple on top of the wing, and it just stood out and looked cool. Yeah, it was nice. And even when I went back to Pennsylvania, people would be like, oh, that's awesome, and know where it came from. Right. So
0: so they they knew up here. We didn't really know down here, though. Of course, a lot of people around here, it's, it's never been a sprint car country. Yeah. You know, moving down, it had to be a little bit of a culture shock for y'all, I guess.
1: So when I first got down here, I was stationed in Beaufort, South Carolina. Immediately started going. All right, where's the nearest dirt track? Where can I find a dirt track around here? Well, nearest track we had to Beaufort was OSP. Would have been
0: OSP, over. yeah.
1: So we started going to OSP. Me and a couple buddies of mine, and I was out of, I was out of the street stocks for. Probably about a year and a half, two years at this point, and I was like, "Well, what can I do to find a race car and get back in a race car?" Mm-hmm. So, ended up finding a guy that had a couple front wheel drives, right? What was the four forties at Oglethorpe, which yeah. eventually turned into the Extreme Four SCDRA yep. nowadays. Ended up trading an RC truck and a rifle for a little Dodge Neon and went racing down at OSP. <laughs>
0: That's a good one.
1: So, it was one of them deals where it was like, well, I want to get back into racing somehow. So, what What do... I don't have a lot of money because the right. military doesn't pay you. It's <laughs> like... But I have this rifle that he might be interested in, and that's, that's kind of right. how we got back into it. That was...
0: And this was how long ago? This was... That would have been... 20...
1: That would have been about 2013,
0: 2014. Okay. Time frame. So, you, you grew up in Pennsylvania, and then... Let's see, you went into the military in what year? I left... How old are you first of all? I'm 31 now. 31. Okay, so that, that answers my questions there. So you, you enlisted, enlisted in the Marines. I enlisted at 21. Enli- oh, enlisted at 21. I so enlisted. you did... Did you do school then go in, or...?
1: I did a year of college at Shippensburg University right. up in Pennsylvania. Right. And had some circumstances and ended up getting out of college. A lot of it had to do with my mom couldn't afford, you know... Uh. The foot. Well, I was getting a lot of uh, scholarships and uh, right. government assistance, but at the end of the day, it was I still needed to eat, still needed to pay, you know, car payment, insurance, all that good stuff. And my mom Here really. Comes Uncle Sam.
2: <laughs> my mom
1: really couldn't handle it at that point, and it got to the point where it was just, you know, I'll go get a job and started working, and probably about two years later, was like, you know, I ain't going anywhere. Let's let you know talked to a recruiter and ended up going right. in the military so
0: and i was was marines your first choice i'm guessing
1: uh so my dad was air force back in the day right and i can be a one upper at some points and i'm like well, so
0: my entire family was air force so I i yeah, like yeah. i really
1: <laughs> don't want to go into army no uh, gosh, no. i'm I, i'm too tall for ships so that day, too yeah navy's out. out yeah you're right and you got to remember too i was playing college football
0: where there, are you? There. Now
1: we skipped over that part. Where you
0: were playing football? I was
1: playing college football for Shippensburg University. Okay,
0: that's a JUCO school, I'm guessing, or
1: uh, PISAC is the division. It's so it's a D3 school. <laughs> division two, division two. Okay, division two I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. College football. The Air Force wouldn't take me because I was six foot four, 250 <laughs> pounds of solid muscle, but nice. I didn't fit their body standards. They're like,
0: defensive "Your defensive end, linebacker. What you play?
1: Defensive end. Defensive
0: end. Okay, it had to be one of the two. You ain't, you ain't quite big enough to be a nose tackle, but you you in there.
1: So there was no way. I think their max weight for my height at the time was right at like 195. A pounds. Yeah. yeah. A six foot four, 195. I ain't even been 195 pounds since I was 10 years old. Oh, um, boy. Yeah, so, that's crazy. So Air Force was out, ended up going to the Marines, and 220. Okay, I can cut 30 pounds. Right, so I ended up signing up, cut thirty pounds, and shipped off to boot camp early. Right ahead of schedule. So I left Pennsylvania, December two thousand twelve. Right, and that was haven't been back. That's all. Sure, besides, besides visiting and going to race. I
0: was about to say, didn't y'all go up there and race not too long ago?
1: Yeah, we went up uh, last September for that's t- what it was Tuscarora fifty weekend yeah. with All Stars.
0: But but y'all you you like, that was a three hundred five or.
1: So, they have Thursday night, the All-Star Circuit of Champions yeah. 410 cars. Yeah. And then they have the PA Sprint Series 305. Which is 305s, and they're racing together. 305s. Well, they don't race them together, but it's,
0: you I know. Mean, and the same night. The same night. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. No, yeah, you dang sure ain't putting a 305 oh, with no. a 410. That's oh, not going to be no, good. No, no, no. No, gosh, no.
1: But I think we had 48 cars that night, and I, missed, I missed the show from the Concy by one spot. Oh, man. And Derek missed it by a couple.
0: Oh, that uh, sucks.
1: It was it was heartbreak, but
0: but back back to back to your story here. So you were let's see, Marine Corps twenty twelve. Now you were just stationed in Beaufort? That's that's the only place you ever went, or
1: I was stationed in Beaufort, deployed twice to Japan and went ah. to a bunch of other places in the South Pacific or right. over west coast, uh, United States. So we we did a pretty much a three month rotation. I was only ever in Beaufort for three months at right. a time. Go away for a month, come back for another three months, go away for a month, and then deploy for six months. And you know?
0: this was while you were trying to get back into racing. All this oh, yeah. was happening. Oh, yeah. How did
1: I, see? There, there's
0: a lot of guys around here. You know, of course, we're in something. This is the Air Force hub a lot of guys try to do the same thing like yep. uh old ian up the road here yeah. um you know he was in the middle of getting his car ready they shipped in Saudi. Yep. you know i always kind of wonder what kind of psyche that plays on you because of course you were trying to do the, the front wheel drive thing back then like what what was that journey like of being like all right well i, I had it ready but i gotta go over here and you know it, so, it's got to play a, a, a big mental factor on you really
1: so it depends on if you're married or single sure honestly so, if you're single during a deployment, you can sit there and you can go to the chow hall and just pocket all that money. Right. You get per diem, depending on where you go, you get paid per day. Hmm. Which, is, we'll get back to that's how I <laughs> paid for my sprint car. <laughs> so, if you play it smart, you can come back with several grand in your pocket. Right. And, and go buy you a race car. It's
2: not
1: bad. So, my last deployment before I got out, I was racing mini stocks down at OSP. Right. I was like, well, you know, this was about the time I started talking to Richard Wetmore, who was one of the heads of the Carolina mm-hmm. Race Saver sprint cars as they were called back Yep. There. Found out there's sprint cars in the area. I'm like, really? That's interesting. Wasn't
0: many, but there were some then.
1: There wasn't many. I was like, Well, you know, I'm about to deploy. I bet you I could save up a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Went on pre deployment leave. Up to Pennsylvania, got wind of some sprint cars around the area for sale. You know, went went and looked at a couple, ended up finding one I liked. Talked to the guys like, "How much of a hurry are you into selling this?" He's like, "Oh, you know, it's. I mean, we're in a flooded market, so I doubt it's going to go anywhere." Sprint cars are big.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: So I was like, "Well, I'm about to go on deployment. You know, I'll be gone six months, but I can, you know, send you money and." put money down on the car right wife was like you know if it's what you want to do because <laughs> she she's she went to osp and didn't really care for the mini stocks the front wheel drive. right kind of like yeah you know if it makes him happy right i took her to lincoln speedway to see 410 sprint cars she loved ride. it oh, a yeah. light ball click different she's like oh i understand it now
0: well for for me it was a uh, it was always the, you know, the super game and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, nowadays, though, doing what I do, it's, it's back to street, man. I love the local stuff now. That's right. what makes my eyes pop. That's what catches me is seeing, you know, you guys racing and, and uh, our street stock guys, man. Something's crazy. We'll talk about that later, though. But back to it. So you found one up there. Now, there, I guess there was just no market. Nobody had them for sale down here, something like that. Or very, very, very limited. Little.
1: Very yeah. limited. So... I ended up. We went back from pre deployment or uh, pre-deployment leave. Posted the mini stock for sale. Within two days, that car was sold. Mm-hmm. Car trailer everything. Hey, those were big
0: back in those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were pretty big. Oh, yeah.
1: I had that car sold. Put a down payment on a Sprint car. About a month into deployment, Sprint car was paid off. I said, "Hey, you know, after deployment, I'll come get it." Well, started shopping around for a motor. Mm-hmm. Found a motor in Pennsylvania told a guy, hey, you know, I'm on deployment right now. You know, I don't have the money right this second, but if you hold it for me, I'll pay it for you. Ah, I don't really want to do that. Well, a buddy of mine was like, well, how much is he asking? 5500 I think he'll take a check. Like, there you go. Probably. So, buddy of mine wrote a check, sent it to him. I was like, <laughs> dude, you're awesome. Oh, yeah. I paid him back within two months. He was happy. I gave him, Air, yeah. I paid him like 250 bucks interest on it. There you go. Then one of the guys from down here, Todd Havilland, who used to be right here in Sumter as well, mm-hmm. he had to go up to Pennsylvania for something. He's like, hey, where's your car at? I told him, hey, you know, this is who has it. Here's his phone number. Pick it up for you. He went, picked it up, picked that's the motor awesome. up. I came back. Car was ready to go. Motor in it, awesome. headers on it, everything.
0: And this was, let's see, this was what year, you say? <laughs> this,
1: I got back from that deployment. January of
0: 2017. 2017. Okay. So, yeah, it was still the race saver guys, and they were running. They might have run, you know, one time a year at Sumter. It wasn't a big class, but it was. We had
1: six races at Sumter my first year. Really? I don't remember them coming that many times. 2017, we had six races at Sumter. And hmm And uh, ended up winning rookie of the year that year. Second in points. I lost the championship by 13 points my rookie season. And we didn't. You know, average night for us was six, eight cars at that point. Right, yeah. So it was like, all right. So come back the next year, ended up blowing a motor at something the first race of the year. Right. Sat out all of 2018 trying to get a motor together. Finally, 2019 came back. Brand new motor, fresh. Mm -hmm. And I think we ran fifth in points that year. Mm -hmm. So it was just, you know, a lot of fun doing it. And
0: there was a lot of that, but that was the first time you'd driven a sprint car, though. Too how how much like obviously, different cars are different to drive. Everything's got its different style. But I feel like personally, man, the sprint cars is a completely different world than half of this other stuff. I mean, you're the way you're sitting in the car, the way you have to drive the cars. I mean, even the way the cars are set up, man, they're completely different than anything else that that we have out there.
1: The sprint car is weird because you got an old style torsion bar suspension Mm -hmm. on them. You got a torsion bar suspension with a shock. And that's basically 1960s technology yep. pretty much. Excuse me. Everything now is coilovers, but sprint cars still bare bones. How can we make it as light as and fast as possible? That's, exactly. That's a sprint car.
0: Well, dude, they're, shoot, what, 1,300 pounds? How, how much they weigh now?
1: So for the 305 race saver cars that you can run all across the country, Weight rule is fifteen fifty with a fire bottle. Okay. Fifteen seventy five without a fire bottle. So you get a twenty five pound weight break if you got a fire. If you control. yeah, if you got a fire suppression system, yeah.
0: Yeah. And you and then you compare that to even what you're driving now. The mini stocks are oh gosh, I can't remember how much they have to weigh. Mini
1: stocks twenty three hundred pounds. Three. Yeah. Okay. Twenty three hundred pounds with <laughs> half the motor.
0: Exactly. You're running well. Let's see the 305s, What what were they pushing horsepower wise?
1: Uh. It depends. You could get one anywhere from four fifty to about five twenty, which is nuts. Yeah.
0: Which is because you even think of the 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 highest up divisions that we race, like the late models and stuff. These guys are, you know, they're in twenty three hundred pound machines with, I mean, some of them as low as four hundred horsepower motors, well, as even, high as nine hundred.
1: Even the five twenty five crate motors dynoed for 530, five thirty. Yeah, I mean? exactly.
0: So it's right around the three hundred five threshold. Yep. But you guys were running half a second you know, lower a lap than our fastest guys. Oh, Y'all yeah. are running 12-second lap times. We're seeing 14s out of late models. And, of course, aerodynamics plays a lot in that with that front wing or the – well, both wings, actually. So that front wing matters too, but that top wing, it's, it's a completely different world that not a lot of people in these parts know anything about.
1: It's a different feeling too because most of the stock cars, even the late models you'll see, really get down hard on the right rear and mm-hmm. the left rear will stand up. And the sprint car is completely backwards. So the way the wing is designed, it pulls the left side of the car down and helps the left rear of the car bite, and you're right. really driving those cars more so off the left rear than the right rear.
0: Whereas on the other on There's any other car you're driving right rear, off yeah. the right rear.
1: So it's it's a different feeling, but once you figure it out, mm-hmm. the faster you go in them cars, the easier they are to drive. Really? They just the way they're set up and designed with as much stagger as you run in them cars. The faster you drive them cars, the easier they are to drive.
0: Right, and the only thing that bugs me about them is they they don't they don't put starters in them. That's the only thing that bugs me about those cars, man. That y'all have to get pushed on it
1: every time at the track. Somebody spins out anything, you're gonna have to get somebody out there to push them. So Cody McAllister always gives me uh, the fits for that. He likes he likes jerking my chain a little bit. <laughs> he's always oh just put starters in. I'm like Cody.
0: Where? Yeah, you, you Where
1: can't. Where are you putting a they're starter? they not
0: big enough. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree with you. They're not big enough to put a starter in them, but...
1: There are sprint cars up in Pennsylvania. They're what's called the super sportsman division. Sure. They do have starters and batteries in them, but they also weigh like, I think, 1,800 pounds. They're right. similar chassis, but they have a special motor plate with the flywheel and all so that So they're not stuff.
0: any longer or anything like that, or...?
1: I honestly, I'm not sure. And I would
0: assume so. Just just because it would take more room, I'd assume so, but maybe not. I don't know. So they're... I've never seen them.
1: They're not actually a sprint car chassis. They have uh, box frame rails on the bottom of them. Right. They look like a sprint car, but if you get up close to them, you can see the box frame rails in the bottom. Uh Uh-huh. So they might be slightly bigger. I don't know, but they have a special little flywheel and starter inside the car. Mm Mm-hmm. But a traditional sprint car, you got no room in them things, unless you're Rico Abreu, then maybe. <laughs> oh, man. there was. Oh, did you see that controversy? Um, what
0: was it? I can't remember what series it was, like a week or two ago. They were running the heat race, and Rico, he just stopped. As they were coming to take the white flag? I heard about
1: it, but I didn't see it. You didn't see
0: it. this? Oh, my gosh. This was bad. Um, I think the Swindell guys were pissed, were mad about it, because Rico stopped. They blended him back in in the lead. Like they just threw a caution for nothing when he was the one that stopped. I don't understand that, but I, I just run a race track. I yeah. don't run a series. Yeah. But anyways, I mean, dude, guys Her, like that are are crazy.
1: Everybody has different rules. Funny right. story about Rico Abreu. Oh, last time I was up in Pennsylvania, I was walking around, and my kids didn't go with me the last time I went up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was walking around T-shirt Alley trying to get you know T-shirts for the kids, right? And uh. I hear a look out, and I turn around. And I'm like, "What?" And I see a little tiny person <laughs> on a hoverboard go flying past me, <laughs> about clip my arm. I'm like, "What the?" Hell? Well, come to find out, I turn and look, and finally I seen him. It was Rico Abreu flying past me on a little hoverboard. Wow, I'm he was just, he was late for an autograph signing. He, he had it to must go. have been, but he had to go. It's hilarious because he he ain't even up to my hip.
0: Oh, he's a, but he's he's a cool dude. I mean, he um. He did a lot of say he was at Charlotte a couple of years ago whenever um banjo was racing up there and everybody went to go meet Rayco. and oh, yeah. it was a big thing I mean he's a big he's a big deal um in that community but you were always I guess the only you always only drove the 305 you never got a chance to wheel anything any bigger
1: No I did I did the 305 stuff I did mm. run USCS 360 but I took the 305 car oh, and ran okay. USCS 360
0: that's kind of where I was getting at, because that's the that's really the only other series in this area. And yeah. They run 360s, of course.
1: So for the 3 360s, a lot more traveling around here. They don't run as many shows as the 305. Oh,
0: I wish we could get them though at it. Sumter. I wish that would be cool.
1: The uh, 305s, you know, primarily South Carolina, North mm-hmm. Carolina. They are running Georgia in a couple weeks, right? But I mean, other than that, that's the USCS guys. They may run. they run a couple shows in South Carolina, a couple yeah. in North Carolina. So they come to Gaffney, and then a lot right. in Georgia, Alabama, and Arkansas is right. their primary territory. Right. So,
0: yeah, I've, I've seen. I saw them one night in in uh, at Gaffney, up at Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Um, I went up there one night, and they were there. And dude, when i say, t- I, I found I found the love for sprint car racing that night. It's it's a totally different world. Oh yeah, these guys are they ain't beating it, but it ain't like the racing we're no, we're used to here. Of course, you are used to that kind of racing. These guys are flying sliders on at Gaffney a place you don't see that kind of stuff and they're throwing sliders on each other they're racing
1: like hell did you go to the 410 show at Cherokee?
0: I did not no that was, th- was a weird one that was a Thursday night show I, I think and
1: they, they, they only had like 10 models. cars yeah. yeah it was
0: it was that was a weird the whole
1: thing was weird yeah that and the big blocks it wasn't well promoted no but it was still cool to see 410 cars yeah. going around Cherokee it was and the lap times they were running oh my god dude that, that was nuts I, I, I think in the three hundred five, we were running seventeen, 18s around Cherokee, right. maybe, and they were turning like 13s, 14s. Yeah, they they
0: were quick. That that's that's nutty fast. But I mean, obviously, that's kind of I. That's the goal of the sprint car racing, though, is running four tens. But I mean, around here, I don't I don't see them getting that big around here anytime soon. It's kind of like it's kind of like the same. It's the modified debate around here, yeah. Because you know now we're seeing more and more of the the open wheel cars come down, but i guess it all comes with what promoter takes over what track because you look at lakeview and they're running big block stuff and uh, i guess we're opening up to we're opening up to a lot more stuff we got two carolinas Brent tour dates i think they come back in what august maybe
1: uh august 26 i know they
0: come back again yeah, yeah they, august
1: 26 because i'm trying to find a ride i was inside. about
0: to say that's what we're going to get into here because you let's see let's go back to what two years ago I believe it was 2020 is when you got your first win, or was that last year?
1: 2021. That was 20 at Harris. Oh, yes,
0: yeah, 23 already. It's two. Yeah. Oh, time goes yeah. by fast when you've been doing this forever. So you ran with them for what five years straight? Five years. Five years, and finally got a first your first win there. That was a, what a Friday night show?
1: Saturday. That was, that it was, was a Saturday it show. Was a Saturday night at Harris. Right. And I didn't have the greatest pill draw and somehow ended up starting outside pole in my heat race. Right. And I'm sitting there going, man, passing points are everything. I'm starting front row. <laughs> yeah, that's you one thing
0: I don't get about that series is passing points.
1: You can't go backwards or you're you're done. Right. You get stuck buried in the field at the start and that's, that's it. I had Jeff Oliver starting right behind me. Mm-hmm. Y'all followed Carolina Sprint Tour at all? You know Jeff oh, yeah, fast good. everywhere yeah, he won. goes wins constantly.
0: He he won at Sumter last no. Let's say Nick Tucker won two years ago. Jeff won last year. So yeah.
1: So I started pole with the feature, took off from outside front row of the heat race. Won it. Won the heat race. Started pole of the feature with Jeff Oliver starting right behind me. I'm like, man, I just got to keep Jeff behind me somehow. And hope for the best. Hope I can hold on to a second place because Brandon was faster than me that night. Brandon McLean was the class of the field. Right. So kind of a melee on the first start. End up coming back, relining up. And I held Jeff off off for the second start. And Brandon took off by see you couldn't find him. You know, he was gone. <laughs> he was gone. He's checked out. So I'm cruising around just you know, comfortable second place. I don't hear nothing behind me because you can hear them cars coming up. I don't hear Jeff behind me. I'm cool. I must have got away from him a little bit. Next thing I know, caution flag comes out. I'm going, man, I got to hold Jeff off again. Mm-hmm. Puts him right on my butt. You know, I'll be lucky to hold on to third. Come around turn two, and there's Brandon McLean stuffed in the fence.
0: Oh, wow.
1: I'm like, oh. I'm leading this thing all the time. That's what happened. Yeah. Like that, that, oh, okay. (laughs) So I'm sitting there thinking, well, I can restart anywhere between three and four. Mm -hmm. My motor did not like getting going. But we have the cone rule. Single file restart with the cone. You can't pass before the cone. Like, man, I need to take off as early as humanly possible, get this thing wound up, and hopefully just hold them off going into one. So I fired going into three. Mm-hmm. Never seen Jeff till a checkered flag. That's awesome, man. I watched the uh, in car video because he had Speedway car cams with him that night. Right. So he ended up loading up his injection. In them cars, you can load up with fuel pretty easily. He loaded up, motor bogged down. Mm-hmm. I was gone.
0: Gotcha. I gotcha.
1: So that was my first sprint car win. It took four years. Now, but that that wasn't your first win oh, like ever, right? I've won in micro sprints. i won in okay. stock cars. You know.
0: Y'all race micro sprints up north, I'm guessing?
1: Micro sprints are huge up north.
0: Are they really? Well, I'll say the only place for them now here down here is what? Millbridge.
1: You got Millbridge and Rockfish, Rockfish pretty yeah. much. And there's another one I can't think of the name that's in North Carolina as can't well. neither.
0: Uh, it rings a bell, but I don't know what it it's is. It's the
1: one Derek Bernasiglia is. Promote. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Rocky with Creek them. or something. Uh,
0: I don't know that. I know. Of course, I know Rockfish. And um. yeah. And the other one, which Millbridge is taking off, man, they run. Uh, they, they run everything from, you know, them sharp light models to a bunch of them kids classes. Oh, yeah. Like I said, if, if anybody's got kids out there, they want somewhere to learn with those those type of cars. Dude, Millbridge is amazing. Um, I want to see them run sprints out there. I don't know if they do it. It's a tiny racetrack, I know. It's tiny. But I think it can be done.
1: So, if they put 410 sprint cars mm-hmm. on Kutztown Speedway, like they do in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kutztown is a quarter mile, little itty bitty racetrack. They put 410 sprint cars on it once a year. Right. They... Might be able to get away with 305s well, at Millbridge. They put
0: y'all on Lawrence at, at Lawrence County. Lawrence is a quarter mile, so I mean, yeah, Lawrence, but it's different. Yeah, it's a little hairpin, you know. Lawrence is
1: different. Lawrence uh, is a wild place, <laughs> dude. You ain't lying. That's, that's a wild race. Track. You don't
0: Good hold thing. on to it. You going up and over, and it, you ain't got no choice in no the matter. Yeah. That play especially with them open tires, man. That's the only thing about. That's the only thing about sprint car racing that I don't like is the open tires. You hit a wall, it has the tendency to climb. Yeah,
1: that's
0: the only thing I don't like about them.
1: Yeah, the the thing with the open wheel though is I feel like some guys have a lot more respect for you. Yeah. Because they that too. realize all right, I can't get into the side of him because if I do, I'm going over too. Right. So it's a lot less beating and banging that you see with stock cars mostly, but
0: Well, what was the um the video a couple weeks ago out of Millbridge? Oh gosh. Do you see the oh god, who was it? can't remember his name, but he climbed a fence at Millbridge mm-hmm. and stuck in the fence. That's what I'm saying. If you hit a wall, it was a micro sprint, but still, still the open wheel concept. You hit a wall, man. That's that's the one thing I'm scared of when it comes to those cars.
1: That's, that's one of the things which I think Sissy out at Sumter does a pretty decent job of, especially when sprint cars are in town. She will tell on the announce on the loudspeaker, everybody, yes, don't get up, sit in your S- seat,
0: stay in the grandstands, do not be
1: up against the fence, just in case. I find it nuts because I'll go. To, I was at Carolina a couple weeks ago, right? Helping Derek with his sprint car. There yeah, people lined up against the fence, and it's just like y'all realize if one gets airborne, it's coming over that fence, right? Funny story: the first sprint car race my wife went to. Sitting at Lincoln Speedway, turn one, heat race car, got up and over, went over the catch fence, yeah. and landed on the walk path in front of the grandstand. It happens. She looks at me and goes, so about you getting a sprint car? <laughs> it's I not pointed it down, it I'm like, look, steering wheel's out of the car. He's getting out. He's mad, but he's getting <laughs> he's, out. He's, he's fine. fine. So, <laughs> that was wild. So... That was her first introduction to it, and she was just like, "Uh, I don't know about all this.
0: I don't remember you having one, but I know I know, Sean's had some scary tumbles, and some other people are racing the 305s. I mean, it's not as vicious as a 410 wreck, but you guys still take some pretty wild ones every now and then.
1: I've had a couple hard hits. I haven't flipped one. Okay. Knock on wood you got some water yeah, there. There's some wood right there, yeah. Knock I, on I did flip a midget at Sumter, though. This was what
0: so the what were they the Southern States
1: midgets the Southern State midgets yeah. I I was invited to race for uh, Wayne in one of his cars mm-hmm. and on the start of a heat race somebody spun around. I clipped his tire and just had nowhere to go. Just hit the wall. All I saw was ground, sky, ground, sky, and I was like, "Oh God!" Those
0: those haven't come around anymore. I don't know. I guess the series disbanded. I'm not sure exactly what happened with them.
1: I haven't seen them in a while. They
0: haven't been in the Carolinas. I don't. I don't know if they decided
1: to go out west. I have no idea. Well, they tried starting that whole wingless series, and I think that kind of backfired on them. Yeah. Uh, as part of the problem with sprint cars in the area, it's a commodity. It is. But we saw it, like I said, the first year I ran sprint cars, we had six races at Sumter. Yeah. You notice the crowd's start to fall. First race, huge crowd. Second race, pretty big crowd. By that sixth race, crowd was, nobody. you know, eh, nobody cares. Sprint cars,
0: cool. That, that's, that's where it becomes tricky. You, you have to know... Exactly, how many times to bring them in a year so that your fans still enjoy it? You don't bring them in at all; the fans forget about it. But if you bring them in too much, the fans don't care. Exactly. That's that's the big kicker. That's
1: why I think you know two races: one at the beginning of the season, one at the end. It'll work. That's the thing with them down here is you don't want to water them down too much at one area. Exactly. However, there's also you don't want to branch out with the limited car counts you got because. There was the whole CNBS and Carolina Sprint Tour feud for a year or two. Right. They were trying to get our cars. We wouldn't let their cars come race with us because they didn't have our motor package. We ran a national motor package. Right. National SEAL motor. You could go run anywhere in the country. They had their little regional, you know, motors that they had. So that kind of watered it down a little bit and... To split the cars down the middle, right? Whereas if everybody just had a race saver engine, they could run anywhere with Carolina Sprint well, Tour. Then
0: again, it does that does become tricky because, uh, even if you know, say the numbers explode, but you end up with a situation like you got now with there are four or five different 602 late model classes that exactly. run regionally, there's you know, five or six 604 classes that run regionally, and they're always bickering back and forth on which cars. You know, if somebody thinks that a certain driver, that's their driver, you know, and somebody else tries to come in. Hey, why don't you y'all their office? So we can come run with us. That exactly. starts the whole thing. And then the rules way. flashing exactly. and then everybody
1: gets upset. So Sean Vardell's done a great job. Oh, yeah, trying Sean's to, great. Trying to grow the sprint car scene. It's, I mean, COVID really had an impact with the economy and everything. We saw a couple cars fall off. Right. A couple new cars came in, you know. It's one of the things that's going to be a revolving door until everybody starts going, hey, there's sprint cars in the area. Let's, you know, band together and do it.
0: Well, we will be until somebody starts, you know, building them around here. Not I don't I don't personally know a sprint car builder, you know, that's local or even in the state, really.
1: So you don't really, with the sprint cars, you got major chassis manufacturers. Uh, so you have like Maxim and J&J, yeah. and then you got the X cars. Hmm. And you have a couple smaller different ones, but that's, pretty much it but as far as motors go we finally got you know a tech guy that can seal motors in the region that was a big uh-huh, that's thing. A big that thing. was a yeah. big thing we couldn't get a motor tech down here for the longest time mm-hmm. had one he quit you know then another guy got certified to do it he quit and then sean kind of took it over now we got a, a guy that can do them good so that really helps Cause if you have a motor problem mid season, you gotta pull the heads or injection off. You gotta get it resealed. Yeah, yeah exactly. And now you're going to Pennsylvania to get motor resealed. <laughs> That's so tricky. It makes it easier now. We got somebody in the region that can do it, mm-hmm. and uh, that should help with car counts and everything. And
0: but you, you you ran with them up until what the end of last year? Or at, what what exactly happened? Because I don't I don't quite remember. I know that you started the year with them. You raced at Sumter. And then from there, I kind of saw you fall off and never never so, went back with him.
1: I ran the whole season with him last season. Right. Finished fourth in points. Me and Derek had a good battle for points. Right. And it, funny story it came down to we we're two points apart in the final night. Okay. I ended up having getting crashed on the first lap. Uh-huh. On the restart, his left front tire left the chat. Oh, wow. Because I'm sitting there going, man, he got—that's <laughs> crazy. He, he beat me in his rookie season. His left front tire came off. Uh-huh. He got scored a position behind me. Wow. Fourth, he took fifth in rookie of the year. So I was like, I ain't gonna hear the end of this. So, about mid-season last year with the sprint cars, a lot of it was hard to travel with, you know, two small kids. Yeah. And my daughter, I remember the night before we went to Cherokee. I was loaded up, getting ready to leave. My daughter comes up to me. Daddy, you're missing a lot of play time. Oh, no. And I'm just like, that that really stuck with me. The whole drive of the racetrack, the whole night, I didn't want to be at the racetrack. I wanted to, you know, play with my daughter. And mm-hmm. it was like, man, she had to say that. She did. She really uh, had to say that.
0: Tug on the heartstrings. Yeah. Oh,
1: I didn't God. want to be there all night, I, you know. <sighs> So, got home and we t- talked about it and thought about it. And we're like, you know, Evelyn wants to play softball next year. Right. I can't attend her games on Saturday mornings if I'm traveling and doing all that. Ended up at the end of the season, sold everything off, found a late model here, you know, yep. local down at Cagos, bought that, and almost have that car together. Lo and behold, my daughter one day sitting in the garage working on the car. <laughs> Daddy, I don't like late models. <laughs> like, well, we got a late model, Daddy. Get another sprint car. I don't like late models. <laughs> so she switched. So she complete. Well, she completely was. I don't think she quite knew what you know selling the sprint car meant. Yeah. She looks at me, Daddy. I don't like late models. Mm. So my goal of doing the right thing and you know. Being supportive of her sports and all this backfired. Backfired exactly. Completely backfired on me. She's like, "Daddy, I want you in a sprint car. I don't want you racing a late model." I'm like, well, <laughs> you at least got to do it once. Come on now. I'm like, kiddo, really? I, I've done invested all this money.
0: Well, have you ever driven a late
1: model before? Or? I have not.
0: No. Okay. So, let's see. You've done front wheel drive stuff, mini stock. See, so you said you ran junior sprints up up north, or basically I ran 600
1: sprint. micro sprints. Okay, I ran. Basically a street stock slash super street, right. whatever you want to call it, down here, up there. Uh, the street stocks what I started in. I ran six hundred micros for a buddy of mine. Right. Then I joined the military and I was running front wheel drives right. for a while. Then I got a mini stock for a little while. Uh huh. Then I jumped to the sprint car because uh-huh. that's a big jump. The sprint car is what I always wanted to do.
0: Right. Uh, it, yeah. That, that's that's a childhood dream there. The, yeah. the
1: childhood dream was to race a sprint car. In front of the home crowd in Pennsylvania—that's what—that's what what I always wanted to do, and you've done it, and I got to do it exactly. I even made an A main at Port Royal. Did you fifty cars?
0: That's that's dope. Yeah, I didn't know you didn't you didn't mention that. I I finished second. I
1: finished second in the heat race, and I got out of the car, and my phone started. It was uh, for the All Stars night, so it was on flow. Yeah. I got out of the car and my phone was steady going off. That's Mike awesome, Sellers dude. was calling me. Doug McLean. Oh, yeah, was I calling. Miss Mike so yeah, he's Doug. He McLean was, cool. was calling me. Vardell was calling me. They're like, "Dude, I can't believe you made it."
0: That's awesome, man.
1: Cuz the Carolina guys haven't had much luck going up to Pennsylvania. Right. A couple have. But that was one of the biggest nights for the 305s in Pennsylvania and to make the A main at Port Royal yeah, that's was, awesome, dude. was huge. It, I was I was ecstatic because I was in the handicap they do, mm-hmm. you know, an invert. You finish first or second in your heat race, you they invert. Right. I think I drew like a nine at this and at this point I didn't care. I made the eight. No, eight you eight. made the show. I don't care where <laughs> I'm starting, I'm here. Like you're not getting rid of me. So No, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was ecstatic I about that. So got to live the dream, and I was like, well, you know, it's time for Evelyn to start doing what she wants to do. I'll still race. Yep. Sold the sprint car, got the late model. And uh about December time frame, I get a phone call.
2: <laughs>
1: Jim Ono's call. <laughs> What's your racing plans for this year? I'm like, well, you know, working on a late model and that's about it, you know, gonna hang out. How about you drive for me? Like I won't argue with you.
0: Well, knowing Jim, he didn't say it that way, but that's, that's basically what he said. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Jim, Jim's a colorful character. He we is, all know he that. He's a, he's a very colorful character. Oh, man. And can be an acquired taste at times. No offense. I
0: said no. we should we should have got him in here. See what would happen. We'd never uh, then, leave. A, that, I was about to say, it'd either go really good or really bad, and we will never get out of here.
1: We'd be here till midnight. <laughs> we Jim, would. Jim can talk. No, no offense, Jim. You can talk a lot.
0: He texted me the other day looking for a... Um, I don't want to put his business out there, but apparently he's looking for a recording studio, and I'm not sure if he's trying to make a song or what he's trying to do, but only the Lord knows what Jim's plans are.
1: Jim don't, know Jim. Jim don't know what
0: Jim wants to do. Jim don't know what Jim wants to do. He texts me and he says, hey, man, weird question. You know anybody that's got a recording studio? I said, no, nah, not off the top of my head, but I might can find somebody. He said, don't worry about it. I was like, all right, cool. He said, he's, he said, you you just ain't no good. That's what he tells me. I don't know why he tells me that. I thought I think I'm pretty good, but he likes to tell me I ain't no good, and that kind of hurts my feelings.
1: Well, he, you know? he's from that Jersey area, I think, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from up there.
0: I'll say he ended up Down here He he helped him score And stuff for a long time oh, yeah. Jim's been around forever And he went away I'm glad he came back though. He he bought that car And I thought He was gonna drive it
1: He built that car He built that car So okay. That car He actually totaled That race car uh-huh. Completely stripped The frame The roll cage Everything It was mm-hmm. a floor pan And I knew about it Because Jim rode to me To a couple Sprint car races In the truck You know Long hauls Right He just hop in the truck and go to the racetrack It
0: was good entertainment (laughs) he he kept you awake
1: exactly so uh he built that car from the ground up it was a floor pan he built the chassis the roll cage everything ground up wow so he calls me about december what are you doing this year i'm like sitting in the stands i guess i don't know how about you drive (laughs) for me so, I was like, all right, you know, I won't argue with you. So, I brought some sponsorship on board, got mm-hmm. some money involved. Uh, I, it was a funny story because I was talking to his wife. I was like, how do you feel about somebody else driving for gym this year? She's like, I am so happy he is not in that car anymore. Yeah. He's old. He's senile. He can't see <laughs> worth a damn. He can't feel his feet no more. He don't belong in a car. He can still do it, you know. I'm glad he's still in racing, but he he shouldn't be in a race car. right? So... I got a laugh when uh, she told me that, and me and Jim just been racing, you know, decent results this year. Not quite where we want to be yet, but...
0: Still trying to get that first win, you know?
1: We've had some struggles with the car, and I mean, when you build a car from the ground up, it's not going to behave the same as everybody else, so taking setup advice from other guys, you know, like JR and them, it doesn't quite work with the car, so we've been kind of slowly tweaking and finding stuff that the car likes. And every time we get comfortable in the car, the track changes and throws a 180 at us. That's you right. Know, we got to figure something else out. We're like, oh, we were good, and now we're back to, back to where so, we were. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been one of them things. It's been fun, though. I mean. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, you had a, a decent show, and, you know, we had the big mini stock race. And, I mean, even here, though, top threes pretty much all year long. I mean, car car's definitely not bad. i give you that. Car's definitely not bad. It's
1: got plenty of motor. If we could get the car to handle, right, we'd, we'd be there. And right. that's what we've been fighting right now. So we got the motor to do it. We just got to get the car and driver in tune and we should be all right. So,
0: well, tell me about Jim's little, uh, what's this thing? The, the, the Scooby dooby Doo adventures. He has, what so, is this?
1: So his Facebook page is the Scoobs Chronicles. Okay. So he has Scooby, a little stuffed Scooby yep. riding inside the car with me strapped, you know, right next to the driver's yep. seat. If you ever come down the pits, look, you can see him in there. He's, he's got, got a COVID mask he on, too. He's got a little too. COVID mask. on. Yeah. Jim says it's not a COVID mask, it's just to keep the dust out of his neck. Right, right, right. So, he's got a little pair of goggles on, too. We also have, you know, snacks for the kids. Little, he calls them Scooby Snacks. He's right. got Graham Crackers and Scooby... <laughs> Scooby,
0: uh... They're the gummies, uh, gummies aren't they? Gummies, yeah. yeah the gummies. A blank.
1: I don't know why I was drawing a blank. My kids ate most of them last weekend. <laughs> so, if y'all got kids and you're down in the pits, swing by and get some Scooby Snacks. Yeah, but what does he, does he post videos or he just types out what happened? Or? He does his little, his whole little race report as if he was Scooby. Okay. Is how he does it. So it's hmm. it's kind of neat for the kids. So check it out. I post the in-car camera to YouTube and he yeah. usually posts it online. Right. On that page. And he's got his own website for it and all that.
0: Well, it, yeah. I mean, that, that's fun to kind of watch along there. Jim thinks that he's a, a uh, dog from the '60s, but I mean, it's it's okay to teach his own, teach his own.
1: I mean, you know, Jim, it's not really that. Surprising. No, it's, it's not. I, mean,
0: I promise, <laughs> it, it's not. I know, Jim, it's not surprising. <laughs> I love it, man. I love that. Let's see, couple more things here. Uh, so, you have recently decided, like you said, your daughter said, hey, "Let's get back into sprint car stuff." She, I mean,
1: she looks at me in the garage the other night. I was I was getting the car ready to go to the Swan Lake Irish Festival car show. Right. She looks at me, Daddy. I don't like sprint cars. I don't like late models. I want you back in a sprint car. <laughs> it's like, kiddo, you know, I sold all that stuff for mm-hmm. you, you to play softball, right? I know. You can still do it, though. Wow. I, oh, my God, kid. Now
0: you're stuck between a rock and a hard place.
1: I'm like, well, now she's, she don't want the late model. She wants a sprint car, but I sold the sprint car for her and all. To get the late model,
0: and now she doesn't want it, and I don't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> I don't know
1: what to do with my hands right now. So, but we did, we, we got out of the sprint cars for the right reasons. Right. And now she wants back in the sprint cars. She don't care what that means. No.
0: So, well she wants she wants to drive it, so
1: <laughs> she eventually wants to get into racing. Does she really? Oh she lord. She does. And the reason What's I What's your wife think about that? <laughs> <laughs> I told I told her. I was like, Look, you start following directions and listening to me. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about getting you a go kart. And
0: you got a young son too, right?
1: He just turned three on Tuesday. Just turned
0: three, and now you got to worry about that one now too. He's going to get there eventually.
1: <sighs> the thing with him though is, I don't think I'm going to have to worry about him so much because he's going to be too damn big to fit in a race car. Hey, don't don't say that. Come on, he's three years old and already makes most like five and six year olds look small. Oh,
0: he's going to be a tall boy.
1: Doctor says six foot seven, six foot eight. Oh my gosh! He ain't fitting in a no damn race car.
0: Hey, Michael Waltrip, come on now. He was only like six four, but still,
1: I, I ain't got NASCAR money. Yeah, Sorry. there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's hard enough finding a sprint car chassis I fit in. So I mean,
0: I mean he can. Well, let's see. James Murphy is hell. He's like six four. He drives a late model. I mean, he can fit in a late model. He can make it happen.
1: I'm 6'4", and I'm taller than James.
0: I know. He might be like 6'2", six six He might three. be six foot. He's at least 6'1", something like that. Because they had to, the first late model they had, they had to, I think the guy that drove before him was like 5'10", he was a normal size. His head was touching the seal, The seal. it yeah. was over the halo, so they had to raise everything up. He's, he's a tall little boy, but... But yeah, I, I can see if, if you're six, I've never seen anybody that tall drive a race car. So
1: the late model I bought was a Schwartz chassis. And Schwartz mm-hmm. chassis are taller than standard mm-hmm. late model chassis. I bought the seat. Love Schwartz. I bought the seat mount bracket from, from Kegel. It's made by Schwartz. Yeah. Dropped it to its lowest setting. Bolted it in. Put the seat in. I'm sitting in the damn cage. <laughs> Great. All right. So I take this $130 bracket that I just bought, cut the thing down, drill new holes in it, bolt it. So now the seat is on the floor, and now I got plenty of headroom in it. But I'm
0: to say if that's what you got to do, it's what you got to do. You got to do exactly.
1: I'm sitting there going, "Man, it's a long dashboard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't see." No, Schwartz are great cars, man. They're and they're picking up steam around here, which is a good thing. Because I mean, when it comes to the late model game, and you guys probably know this with the sprint car stuff too, but it all depends on as far as setups go. Yeah, as far as setups go, you know. Who's running what car where you got, like at Sumter, you got, let's see. Brian's in a Swartz. James in a Swartz. There's four or five of them that run Swartz there. And you guys, you know, can converse back and forth and say, here's what's working, here's what's working. If you're running a Swartz against a rocket, you can't go to that guy and be like, hey, what's working on your car? Let's try it on my car. Right. It's not going to work car to car. It's it's, it's just like the sprint car game or like Jim's per se, because Jim built his own car. What's working on? Somebody else's chassis is not going to work on that. Yeah, that's the only weird thing about that, and and why you know the Longhorns and the Rockets, they're so big because there's they made a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. People are running them everywhere, but all it takes, literally, all it takes is what doing right now, and they could easily be in that conversation of big race cars because they're winning races. Oh, yeah. I mean they've won it something three or four times this year.
1: That's they, that's one of the problems I have too with the late model is I went to load it in the trailer by myself one day. Ooh, bad idea. And I'm like, how on earth do you do this by yourself? Mm-hmm. And I'm walking through the pits and looking around. Every single eight mile team we've got four or five people sitting around a car. And I'm like, I don't even know four or five people. Come on now. Here's what it is it <laughs> takes, you, you got one person on one side, you're watching.
0: The left front, the left side of the car. You got one person on the other side watching the right side of the car. You got a guy at the back who's got the winch in his hand unloading it. And you got a guy up front who's helping keep it straight. At least four people to get a late model out of a trailer, I'm telling you. If
1: you see me loading it up for the Swan Lake Irish Festival Car Show by myself, you would have got a kick because I was laying on the rear deck and doing the superman reaching to the steering wheel trying to look over the fender while pulling the, I you need the to go up the tail
0: and get you one of them long uh the steering wheel extenders yeah I know, you need I to get know. one of those you could do it you got the the uh the winch uh the winch remote in your hand you're you steering it hey I'm, I'm ill prepared okay now there's some people there's these things now where you can do it all by yourself they got this box yeah that you put over the steering wheel yep. and it steers it for you that, that these things are getting ridiculous man
1: Thousands uh, of dollars, dude. I know we need
0: we need some big sponsorship money over here, son. I'm oh, telling no you, kidding? That's what when I bought that, uh, I didn't buy it. I won that mini stock car Um mm-hmm. off of Mickey and them. I, I started to look into it. Now I was, I was all excited. I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna drive this. I'm, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do." Then I started flipping through part books, and then I'm you like, started oh.
1: seeing the cost of it. How oh, much it, all. <laughs> <laughs> it was up for sale the next day? Were- <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it, man. Well, oh boy, that's what the sprint car. It was a seven day a week job. Right. You race on Saturday night, you get home, you wash your car on Sunday, you get it out, you strip body panels mm-hmm. down, you put it on stands, get your wheels off, you know, go through everything. By the time you do your preventative maintenance and put a setup on it, it's Friday and you're loading back up. Right. So I'm learning with the late model, you can't necessarily do that by yourself. And I'm like, well, maybe my kid yeah. has a point. She likes sure. sprint cars. I like sprint cars. I know what I'm doing with a sprint car. I have no idea what I'm doing with a late model. No. Nah. So if anybody's looking for a 2013 Schwartz late model, I got one so for sale. It's,
0: it's not a bad looking car. Either. I've seen it's, it. It's not a bad looking car. It's, it's still got plenty of life. Who did it come from?
1: So the car I bought came from a guy by the name of Keith Edge down in Georgia.
0: Okay. Apparently,
1: it won at Cochrane several times. Yes, it has. I bought it from Ray Kegel up at Kegel's. I guess they bought it and put it on the stand, put it on the lift, and never ran it oh okay so it's been sitting at kegels for a couple years just you know sitting there waiting
0: still in good shape though. everything's in good shape i've seen the car it's It's well taken
1: care of it's well taken care of so i ended up buying shocks and you know trying to wing a setup on it put you know replaced a bunch of stuff put a fuel cell in it bought a radiator all that good stuff and uh
0: so are you you sawing it rolling are you sawing it all race ready. So
1: the engine that's in the car doesn't belong to me. It belongs to my ah, sponsor, Russ Appleton. Gotcha. He's, he had a motor sitting around, didn't want it sitting. Said, hey, you know, come get this motor and run it. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm not going to argue. No. I'm not going to no. argue.
0: No, if you're giving me something for free, I mean, it's getting run.
1: So I have it posted as a roller, you know, right. with everything I bought for it.
0: It's a good deal. I mean, I've seen it. It's got a good deal on it. I mean, somebody somebody out there can buy that and make that car a winner. It's all it'll take, man. I even you know 2013's I'll say this as far as late models go uh, last year's model is outdated. You know, it's it's an older car but that car can still win easily.
1: Oh, it's crazy how they come out with updates for them cars now too. Ridiculous. The shocks change every year, I'm just,
0: I mean, all, all you got to do is, is send it up, hey, you can you can do updates yourself and call it updated. But still, those cars, man, they change so much, so drastically. I don't get them anymore. It's it's a crazy market right now with with all those Longhorns CVR cars. There's a million late model chassis, yeah. and they're all almost the same, but they're not. They're just just far enough apart that they're all different and all need different things. And
1: but another thing we found out too is with the late model, you gotta have a bigger budget than I got to erase some things. That's kind of where I was getting it's, at. Yeah, with the sprint car, I can go and a drum of fuel lasts me three nights. Right, a drum of methanol, hundred eighty bucks. Yeah. 55 gallons last me three nights. I saw the price of race fuel the one day, and I was, I was like, oh, my God. Well, 110 or
0: 885, 114, Where are you running? A
1: 110. And 110? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, this is going to cost me 200 bucks a night just drive this thing. Exactly. So we might get, if it doesn't sell, we'll probably get it out maybe once or twice. Was, you got to try it at least once. Yeah.
0: This weekend, they come on. Super late models. Let's go, baby.
1: Yeah. If, if I knew it wouldn't be a full field. Maybe I I
0: hope it that now the only thing that I'm worried about and I'm putting this out before this weekend the only thing that I'm worried about is Eldora because that um let's see what was it the first Gibbons race was an Eldora that was for the that was the World 100 week and we had I think sixteen to, I think it was eighteen cars when if it was an Eldora week we would have had twenty four to twenty five. And I, every time that Ultimates come since then, we've had 20, 24 cars. But I'm not sure yet. Is it, like, I'm not sure. It, it may be a big field. It may be like last week they only had 13 cars, you know?
1: Well, you so, never know with the economy, too. Because exactly. the economy plays a big part in it. Some of these smaller teams, even if they're a super late model team, it might cost them four, 500 bucks in diesel fuel to get from here to Eldoro in Ohio. Right. So...
0: Uh, that's kind of what I'm hoping is that a lot of, that's why I'm going to watch it tonight and see who's there. And then I'm going to yeah. kind of figure out who's coming to or based yeah. on who from around here isn't at Aldora.
1: You got to do calculated risks in racing. Mm-hmm. Is the juice worth the squeeze? Hey, oh, there it is. But and, <laughs> and that's one of the things we go race Pennsylvania. The right. Sprint series doesn't pay nearly what the Carolina Sprint Tour does. Really? Carolina Sprint Tour guarantees you 250 to start. Right. Thousand to win, right? The PA Sprint Series is a hundred to start and four hundred to win.
0: Dang. I mean, that's that's I guess.
1: So when we go up to Pennsylvania, wow. it's, you're losing money. Yeah. When you roll out the driveway, you know Easily. you're losing money. Yeah. But it's the fact of can I make an A main in Pennsylvania against forty of the other you know best three hundred five sprint cars in the country? Right. Because you go up there and you look at the past. Four or five national champions for IMCA 305 race savers. They're all from Pennsylvania. Right. Justin Clark had a phenomenal year two years ago from Ohio. Okay. And won the championship. He came down and raced with us at Fayetteville. And he was fast. So, But the national champion is usually always going to come from Pennsylvania or Nebraska. Right. Because that's where sprint cars are really big. And you know mm. pulling out the driveway to go to them shows. All right, I'm losing money, but I'm prepared for it. Yeah. So, you're gonna have fun, though. You're gonna have I'm, fun. I'm going to race in front of a crowd of forty thousand people at Port Royal Speedway. Right. Let's do this. Let's do it. I don't care if it's only a hundred bucks. We're doing it.
0: I was gonna say you made the main, made hundred bucks, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you had it's, fun. It's you looked good. It's more
1: of uh, one of them things where you're going, man. I'm actually here. Right. So that's kind of how it is for me, anyway. Yeah. Man,
0: that's. I didn't realize that there was such a discrepancy in the prices in the payout of there. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Oh yeah, Carolina Sprinter was doing good then.
1: <laughs> that's, <laughs> they, that's one of the things, they swindling us. Jeez, that's one of the things Sean's been able to do for us because <laughs> it's such a limited market down here. Right, there's really only one sprint car series that drives around, you know, town to town. Right, Pennsylvania, you can run a three hundred five sprint car. You got local shows, six nights a week.
0: Yeah, you got local shows everywhere.
1: So you know, you might have twenty cars at this track, twenty cars at that track, twenty cars at this track. That's when all-stars are in town, PA Sprint Series is the only one running that week. Right. So you got 50-some cars at Port Royal. Right. Whereas down here, we might have 20 total cars. Well, this guy can't make it. This guy can't afford it this weekend. Yep. All right, we might have 12 to 16 cars out of that 20 show up on sure. given weekend. So how do we reward them guys? We get, them, showing up, yeah. we get them decent start money so they can get, you know, food and diesel on the way home. Oh,
0: yeah, I understand. 100% understand that.
1: Because everybody knows you don't race to make a killing. You ain't. No. You, if you get a, a race car, you're losing money as soon as you buy it. That's... Bottom line. The
0: only, the, the only way to make a million dollars racing is to start with $10 million. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's you ain't going to make money.
1: That's that's the name of the game. You know you're losing money, but you're doing it because you love it.
0: Until you get to, you know, if, if you manage to get to the World of Outlaws level, then you're making a little bit of money. But, I mean, guys racing with us, they ain't doing it to make money. They're for, doing it to build a fan base.
1: For me, it was, I was that little kid at the fence going, mm-hmm. one day I'd like to do that hmm and now as a driver you see the little kid standing at the fence and you know exactly what he's thinking so you want to try to put on as best of a show as possible for them little kids as you humanly can because yeah. you go to certain places especially with the sprint cars down here kids look at you like you're a rock star in a sprint.
0: exactly car. yeah because it's different they don't see it
1: the craziest thing is you're you're in a 305 sprint car People come up to you, can we get your autograph? We want, all, you know, mm-hmm. you have hero cars, you have t-shirts. It and it's happens. like, man, Pennsylvania, 305 drivers ain't nothing. They're, yeah. There's a support division. Yeah. Down here, you're the show. You're the show. It's, so, it's one of the things it's where... A it's a different world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is Especially when you look at the facilities and racetracks and track prep, and all that good stuff. It's, it's a whole different world up there, man. If you ever... If you ever have a chance to go to Port Royal, do it. I wish that'd do be it.
0: that'd be awesome. As just just to see their facilities, man. They got they have they got some money in them. Them grandstands up there, dude, and um, track prep's completely different up there. That's what the, the only thing about down here that I wish was a little bit different. Of course, it's it's hard to do with the kind of clay that we have, and of yeah. course, being so close to the beach and. There's a constant mix of sand. That's why sand's so prevalent at Sumter. I don't know if... I'm guessing you know this by now. You've been here a long oh, time. Yeah. You, you know how it works, but that's why that's why we can't have the three, four groups of race and slide jobs everywhere. Well, that's, grew, that's the only reason, man. I
1: go in my backyard and it's nothing but sand. I mean... It's, oh, my gosh. There's, there's sand everywhere. You,
0: you dig down in these hills, that's all you're going to find.
1: Yeah. So, up... Uh, like my home track, Lincoln Speedway in Pennsylvania.
0: But they use a completely different kind of dirt, though, don't
1: they? Yeah, they have real good red clay mm-hmm. after the races are over the last hauler leaves they're on the track disking and water really it's seven days a week disking and water mm-hmm. and then no packing. If we could in.
0: afford to pay somebody to do that i swear no kidding. we'd have a different racetrack okay no well they and they use i'll see so they use the red clay a lot of places up there they're using you know just black dirt and, and that kind of stuff too it, it, the the more west you like up in wisconsin and Minnesota, you, you and that start kind of getting stuff. out
1: to Learnerville. It's more of the dark, yeah. Dark that's what I'm saying. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Learnerville. You ever been there? I have not been to Learnerville, dude. That I want to go there so bad. So, but I mean, it's a whole different ball game up there. It's it was a culture shock. My first few races down here, Just mm-hmm. seeing a school bus pack a racetrack down in right. this piece. Like what? Are, what, are, what is
0: Some okay. redneck stuff down here. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Red, we, oh man, they figured out a way to get it done now. My,
1: my first time pulling into Harris, I'm like. Well, I just passed the moonshine still. There's a guy over there playing a banjo. That dude's got overalls and a straw hat on. Where am I?
0: <coughs> you in the country, baby. Oh yeah. That's up there in the foothills. That's that's oh, yeah. some serious stuff right there. That's um let's see. I will say the best work the best track surfers around here. Did you ever race East Lincoln?
1: I have not. You Derek, haven't? Derek ran there last year, and I was going to go help him, but I forget what I. I think that was the night I was driving for Jim, actually.
0: Ah, uh, okay. I Yeah, drove that, for that place last is usually year. that place is usually spot on as far as track surface goes, and of course Fayetteville is one of the best. I know you run Fayetteville.
1: Fayetteville was always a good surface. Yes, always. It, it's a quick little racetrack too. Mm-hmm. It can get pretty close quarters at times.
0: But and then one thing I want to ask you though, speaking of the racetracks, what is like the best track for sprint car racing around here. I mean, obviously none of them are set up for it. None of them are wide enough for it. You know, it's, it's difficult to say, really.
1: That's, that's a tough decision because I've seen good races at every track we go to. and mm-hmm. I've seen bad races at every track we go to. It depends on the weather. Weather plays a huge right. role. If it's yeah. hot out, you're going to get a one lane freight train yeah. race. And that's yeah. just how it goes. Uh, Probably one of the best tracks that's produced sprint good sprint car racing for us would be Harris. Really? Okay. I think Harris, because Harris, anything can happen. And every time we've been to Harris, somebody else has won. Right. Okay. I want to race at Harris. Richard Wisdo want to race at Harris. Right. You never know what's going to happen. It's always, it's not the same guy winning because we went there and I, like I said, I won the first time we went to Harris in 2021. The second time, I had the same setup in the car. I'm like, all right, we're going to be fast. Track went dry slick. Oh, wow. I went backwards. Right. And it was like, this is a whole different track. Right. You know? hmm. But it was another first time winner that won that night. And it was, you know.
0: And it, it works out that way. It works yeah. out
1: that way. Carolina is usually, depending on what Carolina you get, it's a good show. Right. As everybody knows, you get the dusty to Carolina. Yeah. Yep. Or you get it. It's raining in Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. And it's heavy. Yeah, when you get a heavy Carolina track, it's usually pretty good racing. Yeah, did
0: did they ever? um, I'm not sure if they ever run 305s like Charlotte or any other special event tracks or anything like that.
1: So we're actually we're slated to run North Wilkesboro.
0: Yeah, that that went south fast.
1: That went south fast, but we're all looking forward to that. Well, you know what
0: happened with that run.
1: Yeah, NASCAR came in.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. They they saw how big that first event was. Yep. And NASCAR was like, "Screw this dirt stuff. We'll pay you guys this amount more than any of them were going to pay NASCAR you." NASCAR saw dollar signs. That's exactly. what I'm saying. Yeah, they they so, saw that they could make money, and they were like, "Screw all that. We're that was, racing there."
1: That was going to be the biggest one, probably. They're That one
0: killed mode. I, that would have. Um,
1: Fardell's I, been pushing to get Charlotte. But we'll see how that goes. I uh, think
0: it would be good. I mean the the world of outlaws the the four tens are always good there. I don't see why y'all yeah, wouldn't. Charlotte's
1: be. a four ten, so it's not too big of a track, right? Anything over half mile with a three hundred five.
0: I saw I couldn't see y'all racing at Lancaster anywhere that big. You know,
1: I I took the three hundred five to Lancaster. Once. Did you? That was with USCS. Oh, USCS didn't like me very much after that race, but no. Nah. I, f- I took a 305 up there with a, I think it was an 18 or 20 car field. Right. And I started mid-pack, started towards the back. Right. All them USCS 360 guys were running the top side and the track dried out. Right. I was just choo-chooing along the bottom. Oh, man. And I drove up to eighth place. I was about
0: to say, I bet I bet that would have been pretty good there. Because um, they
1: were all up, up top side and burnt their right rear off. Right. halfway through the race, and there's a little 305 just chugging around the bottom.
0: <laughs> and they're like, "What is going on here?" I was about to say, I bet you would have killed him in the corners, but down the straightaway, oh, they yeah. probably would have drugged you. You know?
1: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, big time. Big time.
0: I said like, that place is huge. That's why um, they get in big super late model races at Lancaster. You got to change so much stuff on a car to make sure your motor ain't gonna pop. That's yeah. the thing. Oh yeah. that's what that's what happened to uh, what's his name uh, Carpenter, a guy from West Virginia, coming down here. He was putting on a show, man. He was running the bottom at Lancaster, but about 20 laps in, that. Month motor what? went pop That's that place is crazy i'll see probably,
1: probably my favorite track that we went to would have been friendship though
0: Ah, uh, elkins oh
1: man that friendship is, is that was a beautiful racetrack. track no matter where you sat you had a good seat the pits are crazy because you're on that hill looking down into the I race just, i was
0: that that was some old man one day walking out on a mountain, he said, hmm, I'm going to build me a racetrack right here and, it, and, and cut it out.
1: It's a tough racetrack to get a hold of, it too, because at one point it was asphalt. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they put dirt over the asphalt, which yeah. makes it very tricky. You get slick spots in it. That's right. So if you could find the right groove around there, you could be really fast or really slow. That's right. So I think Friendship produced some pretty good sprint car racing for us, and it's a shame that it's NASCAR money's in that one now too, but
0: yeah, you're right. But that that place is fun. I went up there. We raced. Um, what was that run with with Matt with Pridgeon? We run six four up there one night. Mm-hmm. He didn't do too high. That was the first time up there. But that place that place is different. I love yeah. I love the setup there. Love the racetrack. The, oh yeah yeah everything about that place was nice. I mean, you guys. Let's see, did y'all ever run like uh, let's see y'all run Lawrence a good bit, I believe. Yep. Um, that place is different. Did y'all ever run like Travelers Rest or anything like that.
1: I ran Traveler's Rest with USCS once. Right. It's a fun little racetrack. It is. The Carolina Sprint Tour went there this year, earlier in the year. And I think they put on a pretty decent show. I didn't get to go to it, but they're starting to branch out more, too. They have a race at Livonia. That's good. They They have a race at Tacoa. So they're starting to, you know, venture out to these different racetracks. So we'll see how it plays out.
0: Yeah, Sean's doing great, man. Well, I guess let's see. It's been a little over an hour. I know you got kids and stuff to get home to. It's uh, anything? Been an hour, yeah, it's been an hour, man. Anything else? Um, I know you got some some people you want to shout out here. Go ahead and plug anything you want to, man. That uh, that oh. helps you keep going.
1: Well. For starters, Jim Onos, thank you for letting me drive your car. I know I've tore some sheet metal up this year. You put (laughs) put an open-wheel guy in a fender car. What did you expect? I don't know. So we tore some sheet metal up, put a new body on the car. He
0: expected you to have more respect. That's what it was. This guy, he races open wheels. He doesn't touch people, but, you know, good idea.
1: I I did get a warning. I got got warned already. You did? You did? You did get a warning.
0: You Uh, got got called e-mig a few times. That was fun. That was fun. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. It wasn't me. I'll let you know that. I I know your
1: name. I always laugh about that. Honestly, I get emig a lot, and it's like I don't go around saying Emily, Emily, Emily. Well, oh, my wife did point out I have the E steps around here to think, Apparently, you I, do. There I are there, who there who are a bunch e of E steps. Are. Yeah,
0: there are. But they 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 from uh, like the Bishopville area. A bunch of them.
1: I said I'm going to start any any E step I run into. I'm going to call them S step. Yeah, because that's how I my name. Before
0: friends. I've done that before.
1: So. Uh, Jim Onos, again, thank you for letting me drive your car this year. Probably going to be running it next year as well. Uh, Russ Appleton, Bad Apple Motorsports South, has always had my back, you know, ever since I was a crazy Marine that drove past a pass for race car shop heading <laughs> home right there in Beaufort and stopped by. He's he's had my back. Charlie Fawcett, ERA, ERA Wilder Realty right here in Sumter. He's been a long-time supporter since I started racing. He's back on the car this year since we're running local instead of traveling. And who else is there that you think? The stamping place on Jim's car, Jim's supportive wife. She lets him do the dumb stuff that we do <laughs> and helps fund it for some reason. I don't understand that one either. It's love. It's love. It is love. So, uh, Amsol, Jim, and myself are both independent Amsol dealers so if you need anything feel free to hit me up i got y'all uh my wife and kids obviously they've always supported me through everything and i think that's about it
0: check out the scoops chronicles on facebook check out the scoops chronicles yeah. for sure yeah jim keeps that one his show well nate uh again thank you so much for doing this uh oh, anytime i didn't want to take up too much of your time here we had some fun and uh, i oh, guess anytime sure. we'll, we'll get you back in here when uh when you win that first mini stock race,
1: well, like all racers, you know how racers are. You start talking racing, and things get out of Keep hand. Keep going. Two hours later, it happens. You're still there, so it happens, man. We was over we'll, here. Uh, we'll try to get Derek Trees absolutely on the show yeah. before he uh, has to leave for Korea. Absolutely, I'd love that. Yeah, another I'd love little, to get his another his crazy sprint car driver.
0: Yeah, and he's from. Is he from around here? Or is he from up north too?
1: Derek is from Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Did so you guys know each other before? We did not know each other before. Okay. So, Derek messaged me. Hey, you got a Sprint Car Frank for sale? I was like, yeah, I sure do. So, Derek bought a chassis off me a couple years back and finally decided to put it together. And we got to talk.
0: And the rest of the story is to be continued.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll so get into that. We'll get Derek Peci- over
0: here. Crazy Pennsylvania guy. Yeah, we'll, we'll let him tell his story, but once again... Nate, thank you so much. Y'all go check out all their stuff, Nate's personal Facebook page. They'll post updates on the Scoops Chronicles. But, yeah, uh, I guess this has been another episode of Talking Dirt. Nate, thank you so much. Really glad to have you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely.